Hello and welcome to the Structured Gibberish. Today is Thursday, July 21st, 2016. We're your hosts, Brian and Pat. Uh, today's episode is an exciting one because we don't know what's going to happen. Hmm. All right. There is a massive thunderstorm right on our doorsteps. Yep. And typically, if there's a high wind around here, all of our internet goes down and we can't record. Uh, so we're pretty sure that once the storm rolls through, um, our internet's going to go down. That's just going to be the end of the episode. So um, San Diego Comic-Con is going on right now. It just started. And in the next episode, we will have full coverage of everything. We've got a couple of things right now that we can talk about if mm -hmm. we get to it. Uh, but first, um, there's just a couple of things we definitely want to try and talk about. Uh, first is what I think might be a um, follow-up for something. And Pat was just talking to me about it before the show. And I want to uh, uh, address it real quick. So, I think this is follow-up because... I can't remember if we talked about this on the show, but I'm relatively certain we did. Remind so, me of which part we're talking about right now. We're talking about Star Trek Beyond, Pat. Beyond! So, I think I talked about this on the show. I can't remember. But in the trailers, it looks like, and, you know, if you're one of those people who avoids trailers at all costs, so I, I don't know why you would for a Star Trek movie. Just <laughs> um, cover your ears for a second. Yeah. So, in the trailer, it looks like they get marooned on this planet full of aliens, right? The crew of the Enterprise? Mm -hmm. And then, at one point in the trailer, you see Kirk or somebody, I don't know who, Spock, McCoy, whatever, riding a motorcycle around on the planet. And I started thinking, how did a motorcycle get onto this planet? And then I had this vision of, like, a scene where, like, everybody's trying to get off the ship, and there's this one guy, like, trying to cram his motorcycle into an escape pod. You know, or he's just, like, riding through the halls and just, uh -huh. like, rides right into the escape pod and, like, three people can't fit. <laughs> you know, and it's all smoky in there and everything. <laughs> he's got one foot on the ground and he's just spinning the tire right behind him. You're not getting in this escape pod because it's me and baby. That's That was the only way I could imagine that why there would be. Because cause here's the thing, like, they have shown in the other movies that um, in the in the present time of Star Trek, the motorcycles either hover entirely or the wheels hover without any spokes or anything. You know, it's like they're all futuristic looking. And so this being like a regular 20th, 21st century motorcycle, uh, I thought there's how, how else could this thing get onto this planet? Because I doubt that aliens are just like, you know, at some point someone brought a motorcycle to this planet. So I got, I found out, um, and I'm, I won't know for sure until I see the movie, but it sounds like the planet that they're crashed on actually has a human colony on it already. So that's why the motorcycle is there. I think that's, I just wanted to put and that to rest. Human colony. Uh, are we just, we're just taking it on the, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying on the idea that, I, yeah, you know, humans, Sooner or later, they all come up with motorcycles. No, like like this was like they came from Earth and they brought okay. all their fun okay, good, good. toys yeah, with them and everything. Well, I mean, that's, that's what you do. You, you pack your fun toys. Right. And then and, you worry about clothes. That's, and honestly, I mean, my I, life. that makes a lot of sense. But it's it's disappointing. I really wanted to see some guy like <laughs> while the ship is blowing up around him, just riding his motorcycle like out of his They're quarters. I'm taking you, baby. <laughs> I mean, you know, you talk about putting butts in chairs. To see a movie that's a scene everyone wants to see 
you know i've i've seen some really stupid things happen in star trek movies um and you know it's about time we just saw somebody just be like you know what i don't care i this is my motorcycle all right i'm keeping it i don't i'm just gonna go run back to my quarters i'm just gonna drive this thing to the nearest escape pod I don't care who I run over. Listen, I get to keep it if I can get it into an escape pod. <laughs> and he's got to do like a wheelie to get it in there. You told me when I brought this thing on board that if I could get it into an escape pod, I could keep it. <laughs> so anyway. he, is, he is correct, Captain. You did say that. <laughs> <laughs> Not now, Spock. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> so anyway, that's that's my possible follow-up. I may have just been talking to myself when I had that theory. I honestly, I don't remember hearing about a uh, a motorcycle in the new Star Trek movie, so uh, it could have just been in your head. Yeah. But it is, we're all better off having heard this now, so. I'm going to be, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, going to be a little disappointed <laughs> is if there's a reasonable explanation. It's one of those rare instances where I'm disappointed by a reasonable <laughs> explanation. Um. But yeah, you had asked me what I thought about the movie getting generally positive reviews. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, right now it's at a, well, I, I'll tell you exactly right now because I don't want to seem a liar. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, currently on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, it has come down a bit. We'll say that. Uh, it was at, I think the commercial boasted a, a 92 or maybe a 91. It's at an 89. 89%. Um, fresh, not eighty nine percent rotten. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm I'm good with that. I mean, I'm always up for a good Star Trek movie. You know that I I really I know a lot of people thought the last one was good, but I there were just so many things about it that I just couldn't get past. I thought mm-hmm. the first one, uh, two, open bracket two thousand nine close bracket was a much better movie. Well, you know, and you may not like this one at all, Brian, because uh, everything that I've read so far about it is basically like, hey, guys, this is definitely the guy who made Fast and the Furious <laughs> making which is, a Star Trek movie. Which is why the motorcycle is there, to be honest. Right, right. You know, uh, he was like, what, what, you know, I know these ships go fast, but I mean, are they motorcycle fast? I didn't think so. I need to have a motorcycle in here. All I, all I want. We're lucky the crew member who has the motorcycle is Vin Diesel. (laughs) That would be, you know, (laughs) at at this point, there are so many things about this movie series where I'm just like, all right, at least I'd be entertained while I'm watching it. Right. You know, I mean, Hey, what, uh, what, uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. What am I going to do? I'm looking forward to this movie to a point. I, I don't It's somewhere along the lines probably around Green Lantern, I stopped looking forward to movies. Like, even movies that I'm like, man, I'm pretty positive this is going to be awesome. Like, I just, I don't I don't have it in me to get my hopes up anymore. And it's like, yeah, I mean, even even with Star Wars, like, I was, I was ready to be excited about Star Wars, but it just never came. And then when I saw it, I was really excited after I saw it. You know, like, but I, like, that build up to it, I was like, no, it's just going to suck. It's going to suck. It's going to yeah. suck. And then I see it, and then hopefully I'm like, oh my god, it was so good! I can't believe I, it! I'm getting... Ex- I Against my better judgment, I'm starting to get excited about the Power Rangers movie. You better you better watch that, because that, that is one that could easily get the, the rug pulled out from Yeah, my- that one is probably the most unknown at this mm-hmm. point, you know? Like, I don't know what... 
uh, there's 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 too much up in the air still i think is what you were going for mm-hmm. and uh i saw an interview with the cast today i did not know that the majority of them were like australian or new zealanders uh, <laughs> but i guess that's where that's where they generally hire power rangers actors from these days <laughs> so uh but yeah it's they seem like a really nice bunch of likable kids so you know at least that's nice if i can enjoy if i if i know the actors are good then uh you know, good people, then I can at least enjoy that about the movie. But from what I understand, like they were saying, um, Elizabeth Banks is actually, you know, as Rita, she seems very serious in the shots we've seen so far, but Uh they've said she's actually, um, her character is actually quite funny. Yeah. I'm sure it's, uh, Elizabeth Banks. You know I mean? She is a, uh, well, I think she could play, you know, straight. And I think I've seen her do it. Uh, she is, I feel like the only reason to, uh, to hire her is so she is funny and awesome. You yeah. Know? Now, Pat, uh, real quick, before we get to the losing our power, um, uh-huh. I wanted to show you, since we're on the topic, um, they had at SDCC, that's for you outsiders, that's San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> I'm sure there's so many outsiders listening to the podcast right now. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <clears throat> um, they had the uh, movie helmets and power coins on display. Mm-hmm. You know, like the actual props from the movie. And uh, I'm looking for a good article here. Here, Toku Nation will have it. Um, <clears throat> so you can see what the power coins look like. They kind of look like um, maybe golden rocks or something with like a dinosaur-shaped gem inside of them, almost like it's been trapped in amber. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's an interesting motif. I, I dig it. Um if you look really close, like you, like it looks like there's just like a colored dot or an egg almost in the center. But if you can find a oh, okay, picture yeah, and yeah. like really zoom up on it, you can see that there's actually the dinosaur inside of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I could. So I can kind of make it out in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I dig it. I think that's cool. But what's and the, so... the helmets in these these pictures, the helmets look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I, I dig the design of them. Did a little see... elongated. Yeah. It, it looks, I think it looks better on the people, like, because these are, like, leaning back a little bit. I don't know. Did right, you, did you yeah. see the photo they released of them in, like, the actors in the costumes? Yes, yes. That was pretty um, cool. But anyway, cool. someone had said, and I don't know where they put this together, because I haven't been able to find a picture, but someone on Twitter said that Rita has the green power coin in her staff, mm. which may explain why her costume is green. Like, maybe she's actually drawing power right from the green coin which it's an interesting uh interesting premise now, i think hold that would on be... hold on one second for me here is that a white ranger helmet or which is one? that the black Ra- ranger the, the very first one is the black ranger helmet. Oh, okay okay all right i was like what's going on here all right no that's yeah, that's I, good i um, think that's supposed to be like the elephant tusks along the side there uh-huh i could i could see that kind of yeah the the motif is not as obvious as on the original yeah, very. The, although I, I think they, the one that I think they did the best job with was um, uh, Kimberly. The yeah. helmet is is pretty spot on. Yeah, I think Jason's like still at least very got, very alien. You know, yeah. uh, that's that I like. I think the most because uh-huh. you know the original uh, Sentai, I, it, they were not aliens. There was no alien technology involved at all, as far as I can recall. Uh-huh. But you know when they. Tr- turned it into the American Power Rangers. They brought a whole bunch of alien stuff into it. And uh, 
I think this, you know, this does a lot better of, of saying like, yeah, this is some sort of alien thing that is like alien merged with ancient dinosaur, you know, kind of thing going on. I, I really actually do dig it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. I do. I, I, I am. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the only, the, the, the only missed opportunity that I really see with this movie since they like, you know, recast, well, obviously they had to recast everybody, but like, you know, they didn't cast people who look like the original people or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they switched around all the races. <laughs> well, really know, just the, the two. Uh, they, well, yeah, yeah. Well, no, cause, yeah. Come cause, on. cause Zach is, Zach is, Zach is now, Zach is uh, Asian. White. Billy is black. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Trini yeah. is Latina. Latino. Okay. All right. Hispanic. Um, Fair and, enough, I suppose. They didn't really switch around. They just, well, you know, like they they didn't. They shuffled it. Person, person switch. They were just like, yeah, there's a lot of diversity, which is great. No, yeah, no, great. I think it's fine. I think really they... the the only thing that bothers me because, and I think it's because it's the most obvious is that, um, is is Zach and and Billy, and it's yeah. like, and I don't I don't really care. I don't think that's going to bug me while I'm watching the movie. I think it was just a missed opportunity to say these are new people. And right. they're a new team right. of Power Rangers. And then you can bring in the old characters because they're old people now. You sure. can bring them in as advisors in the movie. I think that would have been cooler, but I think this is going to be good too. So I think this is going to be fine, but I do I do agree. Um, if you're going to do this kind of thing, I don't under, I, I've said it a million times. If you're going to go ahead and change everything about stuff, well, I mean, unless Billy is a nerdy kind of traditional white person. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, like, I know. Like, like if they Billy write, if they very, write him like old Billy, but he's, I mean, yeah. he was very white bread. He wore overalls for God's sakes. You know, he was he was the whitest kid. You know, the actor who plays you know? him um, from the interview seemed pretty nerdy just as yeah. a person. So, which which is good. I, like I said, I want him to be. I will be much happier if he is actually playing uh, Billy. You know, if he I, if he is actually angling the character towards like yeah i'm the nerdy one (laughs) you know yeah i'll tell you like from the interview with the actors i like i said i really dig this group of people Uh, for a lot of them this is the first (laughs) movie they've ever been in Uh uh-huh and for all of them this was their first time ever going to san diego comic-con and well i don't like that (laughs) well just like their reactions to stuff like these are people who are still at that stage where having adoring fans is actually like super meaningful to them, uh-huh. you know, before right. they're just like, get out of here. I'm trying to get back to my trailer, you know? <laughs> it, and so it was just really kind get of the fuck away from me. Yeah. It was, it was just really kind of refreshing to be like, Oh, there's, they're not ruined yet. Uh-huh. You know, they're, they're still nice people. Or at least that's what they seemed like. But anyway, power Rangers go, go. Yeah. And <clears> I, but I, I am looking at, I, I went ahead and, and checked out, uh, her staff, and it is definitely for sure harboring the uh, a green crystal that looks an awful lot like all the rest of them. Sweet, can you send you me know, a link? Um, here's here's a good one. So I could put that in the show, show show, show show, show show, show 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 show. Um, I think this one's probably the best. Should head on, uh, head on, look. At the, I heard the a thunder, stand. Pat. I heard a thunder. Oh yeah, I've I've been here. Actually, I think it might be our almost already past me now. Let me uh, see. Where is it at for me? Maybe because it was it was really downpouring for a couple of minutes there. 
and now it's not. So, or either that, or I'm in the eye of the tornado. <laughs> and I no longer know. Maybe I'll get lucky and it'll pass me by too. Um, air quality. It thinks I'm in New York. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Uh-huh. There we go. Okay. <laughs> it is literally uh like at my doorstep, it says. <laughs> it should be any second now. Alright, I'll keep you guys posted. Alright, so yeah, we'll throw this picture of Rita in the thing. Yeah, she definitely has I would be very surprised if that is not the green power coin right. in there. So I'm thinking so here here's what I'm thinking, Pat. Second movie. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they have already signed someone to be Tommy. Right. And that he is just right. kind of a background character in this And we movie. don't even hear his name uh, until like the very end where they're just like, hey, Tommy, thanks for helping out. Yeah. And, and we can all go, oh. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's very clear. Obviously, if the right. green power coin is here, there's no way they're not doing Green Ranger in the second well, I mean, movie. Green Ranger is the arguably the most popular character of the he's certainly the breakout character of the original power rangers mm-hmm. you know once green ranger came for me it was done like there was no more picking a favorite like I, before i was kind of like a i was a zach billy guy like i i would be like yeah i like zach today yeah, i like billy never had too many feelings towards uh jason i was like yeah he's he's snotty uh, he's he's he was, the leader. He's the leader. Yeah, he's Leonardo. He's Cyclops. Exactly. Yeah. I never liked the leader. I right. never liked the leader. I liked the um the the goof off or the angry guy. I, I was a Mikey Don, uh, Mikey Raff guy. That, gotcha. That's that's. I'm I'm Mikey always Raff. I'm always Billy Donatello. So, right. Yeah, right. That's me. Which is why we get along. You know, yep. mm-hmm. if we're going to play action figures, we we never wanted the same ones. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at Rita's costume, and I'm wondering if... I have a couple of theories here. Um, I'm wondering, because it looks kind of like her costume is broken. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering if she actually did morph and just never unmorphed. And, like, has just it's just been slowly breaking away. Or if it's something like she can't fully harness the power. And so she's got I, this, like, half suit. I would say, my guess is, is it's corrupted. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's part of the staff. You know, yeah. Um, uh, and I'm she, thinking like she linked the power with her magic, you know, and ultimately this this is the outcome. I'm trying you to know? think of what's what would be the reasoning to if you were going to go evil Green Ranger uh, route, what would be the reasoning to give the power to someone else? And I'm wondering if it's maybe something like, you know, she's been using this and this is the best she could do, but then she sees that the Rangers, as humans, can harness the power fully. And right. she's like, oh, I just need a human to do this. To, Maybe. To use this power and act for me. You know, or something like that. And so she picks, you know, whatever. I don't know. But I, I want to know where Goldar is. Exactly. Why is she the only villain in this movie? Maybe she's well, there's not. Putties. There's putties. Maybe, well, right. But maybe by the end we'll get, I mean, Goldar, I've always liked Goldar and to see like a real attempt at an awesome ass Goldar would be really cool. Here's Here's the thing, Pat. There's a lot more to be revealed. We have not seen a single Zord. Right. No yet, Zords. You know? We we really haven't seen anything yet. Right. In all honesty, we, we've seen a couple of little snips. Um, no no live action. Yep. You know, nobody's been walking around, moving around. Um I I I'm not excited because again, I don't get excited anymore. 
I lost that ability. Um, but uh, in the excitement war, you know, in the in the crisis, I lost I lost that ability. Um, but uh, this could be really fun. I I think yeah I think this is going to be one it of those. It could movies. be awful, but it could be really fun. Yeah, we 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 cannot take this movie too seriously. Right. That is right. The, that is the key to enjoying. And this I don't movie. I, again. Elizabeth Banks is the villain, and Brian Cranston is Zordon. Like I don't think the movie is taking itself too seriously here. Yeah, I mean the show didn't. Right. Why should the movie? Yeah, I agree. I think this is. I think either way, this is going to be a fun romp, mm-hmm. and let's just not. You know, everybody. This is a message to everybody. Let's not go Ghostbusters crazy about this one. Well, okay. you know what? I think that we're going to be okay because Ghostbusters crazy is reserved for a special kind of thing. Um, and and I will I will just say that my wife saw the Ghostbusters movie uh, the other day, uh, yesterday in fact, and um, and she explained it to me, and it's pretty much exactly how I assumed it was going to be. So um, so it's so it's awesome. That's all that's all I'll say about it. It's pretty much how I assumed it was going to be. Did she like it? Uh, she, it was one of those things where she saw it with a friend and when her friend was in the car, they were talking about it like they really liked it. But then when she was talking to me about it, it sounded like maybe she didn't really like it, but it wasn't. And, and I mean, this is kind of what I've, what I've heard over Does and over again her friend again listen here. to this podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay, so so did, you just, did you just <laughs> get your wife in trouble? No, no. They're, they're good friends. They know how this stuff goes. Um, but, um, my, 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 get my, the way I really think she feels about it is the way I've kind of been hearing on the internet from people who I trust to be a little bit less biased. Um, the movie is kind of fine. You know, like there, there's nothing inherently wrong with the movie uh, there. Is, you know, that is the actually the most difficult position to take on a movie where you're just like, not that good, not that bad. Right. Right. You know, and it, it's just like, you know, the people who are who are saying it's the greatest thing ever more or less don't have any good reason for saying that. Like, you know, maybe they, they really hit their funny bone and that's great for them. But I objectively, based on what I've heard, and again, I have not seen the movie. Um, I had intended on seeing it with my wife, but she decided she wanted to see it with somebody who wasn't going to think it was awful from the get go, which I promised her I was going to keep an open what. mind. But whatever. Um, uh you know, everything I hear about the movie is basically it was fine. You know, it wasn't great. It wasn't awful. It didn't deserve the the hate that got spewed on it, but it certainly isn't going to be like the new thing. Like, you know, you're you're not going to see kids running around playing with, uh, you know, proton packs because of this movie, you know, sp- you know explicitly because of this movie um now some people have said they like it a whole lot and it's just exactly what they've always wanted and looked for and yada 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 blah 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 i really feel like an awful lot of that comes from a deep-seated wanting to defend the movie from the haters you know like much the same as the haters went into the movie thinking it was going to be awful there was a a very large group of people that went in and said i don't care what i'm going to see it was awesome. And I will tell you, I've experienced that. Um, I recently retweeted or re uh, Facebooked, I guess, a, a post about how awesome the Green Lantern movie was that was that was put out there, you know, about 
10 minutes after I saw the movie the, for the first time. I was like, oh, my God, it's so awesome. It's exactly what I always wanted and blah, 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 blah. And, ba- and what happened there, uh, and I apologize because I, I had friends who, who <laughs> commented on it and were like, oh, thank God, I was waiting for your review. You know, now I feel at ease. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be good so bad that they could have filmed a literal pile of shit wearing a green ring for Actually, that, two that and a half hours. It was there. Um, and I would have been like, yeah, man, Green Lantern, live action, woo! Because my reviews kept going from like, man, that movie was so awesome. Oh, man, and there was this part when he had the ring on. Yep, there's my thunderstorm. He, he made some stuff with it, and it was like, what? And then, you know, like, the next time I talk, I'll be like, so, I mean, like, the CG wasn't great, but, but I mean, Ryan Reynolds was in it. What? And you're like, so, I mean, the CG was pretty terrible, and Ryan Reynolds, I don't know that he was really right for the character, but Green Lantern, man! To, to now, I'm like, it wasn't, it wasn't really a Green Lantern movie. <laughs> I mean, it was a guy who had a ring that could do uh, stuff. But that I was think good. I think we've all experienced that. You know, you know, I thought Spider-Man Three was pretty good when I first got out of the theater. Sure, I did too. And then you, then, well, that was a little quicker, though. I feel like because I, I feel like by the time we left each other's company, yeah, we were just we were like, like, okay, I'm glad we talked that through before I said anything to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or I, I remember thinking Watchmen was great too. Until I was like, wait, wait, how did it end? <laughs> yeah, watch. Well, Watchmen was interesting because I didn't like. I had to really think about it to right. to realize. Like when I was watching it, and I wasn't really like analyzing it. I was. I mm. thought it was good because uh, visually, it was very. It was very well done, and it's supposed to be dark and broody and uh, void of color. And so Zack Snyder was a perfect choice, and um, and it was just you know it it, it did its job. For the most part, it it pretty much used the comic book as a storyboard and it regurgitated it right on the screen, right up until the point where it mattered. And then they said, well, I don't basically they said, I don't understand this, so I'm just going to change it and assume that that doesn't change anything. And you're like, no, it changes everything. Idiot. But anyway, um, I, I think that, um, that Ghostbusters is, is one of those, one of those kinds of movies. I can't say for sure again, cause I, I did not see it. I want to make that clear and I am uh, not making the snap judgment I'm gonna, here. I'm going to interrupt you for a second here. Uh-huh. The storm is here, Pat. Okay. It's here. Yeah. And I am concerned that power will flicker. So okay. let's get to talking about the, the actual topic thing. so that when the power goes out, right as we start, People will be super frustrated. Oh, good. Okay. Good. When so, you said that, you went, we're right when the bars. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good, good. It's happening now. Um, okay. So go ahead, Brian. So in the last episode, I said something like, uh, I'm surprised that Maddie Collector managed to stick around as long as it did. I thought this little experiment would have been done by now. Like I thought it would have only lasted like a year or so. And, and low, with that, lo and with, behold, <laughs> with that, every 
somehow the universe heard Brian because, you know, the universe listens to this podcast. Mm -hmm. And they said, what, that's still going on? Well, fuck that shit. (laughs) And so we got, let me open up my email here. Yeah. We got emails from Maddie Collector and Super 7. Well, now, now what's what we, we were talking about, the reason why we talked about this was because mysteriously, now every year for the past 10 years, right? Um, find out for me when Maddie Collector started. It was um, not 10 years ago. 27 years ago. Uh, um, it was probably like six years ago. 15 years ago. Four score. Thank you. Yeah, when I saw this email, it's entitled An Important Announcement for Maddie Collector Fans. The second I saw it, I went, there's no way. There's no way that right after we had this conversation, they were right. <laughs> so, But I'm like, uh, I'm bracing because this really seemed like a Dear John letter. Uh-huh. D- to our loyal customers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being the world's most dedicated Thank fans. you for being a fan. <laughs> uh we want to let you know that we have been working on something new and different for you that measures up to your loyalty and devotion. And at this point, I'm like, oh, okay. Because as I was reading, I'm like, oh, they're definitely shutting down. And then I read that, and I'm like, oh, they're just announcing something. <laughs> and, and that they did. Yes. As of December 31st, 2016, we will be shutting down the website as we transition to Super 7 to manufacture yeah. and deliver the Masters yeah. of the Universe yeah. and adult collector lines. Now, <laughs> as a side note... Thundercats is not considered an adult collector line based on that verbiage. <laughs> based on that verbiage. Now we'll we'll get to that because that that came about re- recent, more recently. The yeah. whole thing came about recently, but um, um, the last two years, Super Seven has been a great partner. We're going to be growing with them. A vault is opening, so basically all of that extra stock that they were holding onto for like quality control and people complaining and stuff that they're just opening the vault and saying we're going to get it all out of here. So anyway, so that was their message. And then now, Brian yeah. Flynn from Super 7 sent an email um, not long after. It was like an hour later. It was it was just a bit. Yeah. yeah. He sent an email saying he was really excited. Uh, and then he kind of goes through the history of stuff they've done with the Motussel figures and mm-hmm. all and, that and stuff. And honestly, and, I really like what they've done. Um, but it, it all of this has had left a, a pretty big question mark though because none of this said exactly what they were doing now as far as we've seen super seven has done like you said the motussel which are the the master of the universe and the muscle figures together Mm -hmm. and they just released series two at san diego comic-con um and also the three and three quarter inch series which again they've also just released series two at san diego comic-con so you know, it's like, well, and, and then they did those like weird off color um, prototype mold giant figures, mm-hmm. um, which people people took the giant figures very lukewarmly. You know, it, on a on a good day, you can find a He-Man for 50 bucks on eBay and Maddie Collector is still trying to sell them for 75. So that's that's the opposite of how that should work. Um and so the, the I think the the idea of having the prototype versions didn't go over super well either, because they were trying to get seventy five dollars for goofy looking ones. Yeah, that's that's a very um, market. Right. 
Uh, so anyway, uh, you know, we were we were all kind of like scratching our heads. I'm on several He-Man groups. People were going a little insane trying to figure out what the hell um, is going on. And again, we still don't really have 100% of what the hell is going on because Super 7 has not had their uh, panel. Once they have their panel, I think a lot of people are going to say, okay. All right, we know what's happening. Now, we we did get this update. Now, th- this is more clear on what's happening. Um, Pixel Dan, man on the street Pixel Dan, mm-hmm. who has no affiliation to this show, I should say. No affiliation to actual um, Pixels. Or Dan's, for that matter. His name is Bob. Um, <laughs> is it really? No. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, that would... I, I just said that with enough conviction. You, you did, Pat. You got me. You trumped me just now. Uh... Anyway, um, to put our our minds at ease and then also send us into a frenzy, the following (laughs) statements were made. Um, Brian Flynn, last night, who told him, him being Pixel Dan, uh, they would be continuing Masters of the Universe Classics line, including the Four Horsemen will continue to sculpt the figures. And they, in fact, have already have several Filmation sculpts ready for 2017. That's that's the, oh, okay, things are going to be okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. However, Thundercats is a different story. That line appears to be dead after the figures coming out this year are released by Mattel through their subscription service. According to Flynn, the licensing for that brand is just too complicated to deal with. So he doesn't think they'll be able to do anything on that front. Um, Now, given that Mattel actually owns the rights to Masters of the Universe, um, but there was a weird thing. And I just, you know, just so everybody knows how hush-hush this transaction was. um, We're going to get to this again in a little bit more uh, in depth, but Super 7 made a cartoon a 10-minute He-Man or, you know, Masters of the Universe cartoon uh, in the style of the old 80s show. It's it's pretty well done, pretty faithful. Um, but for some reason, when it announced it and it put out the trailer for it, all of a sudden, uh, DreamWorks stopped it. Like, hmm. DreamWorks put a, a violation notice on, like, you when you click the video, it was like, no, this video has been removed due to copyright violations to DreamWorks. Because, it, you know, as we kind of vaguely know, um, if you if you bought the uh, that Art of He-Man book uh, on the back, it says, you know, owned by Mattel, um, somebody else, maybe Sony? I don't know. Uh, and DreamWorks. And so it was like, oh, I had no idea DreamWorks had their their toe in this pond, but they do. Um, and so, again, like, it sounds like they had no idea that they were doing this because <laughs> they went ahead and took action against them to stop them from doing it. Uh, but then later uh, was, you know, was given back to them uh, and everything's OK. So um, so that, that's just kind of weird. Anyway, the the point I'm really getting at here is uh, there have been a roller coaster, a roller coaster of emotions in the last couple of days. Uh, People saying, you know, what what shit? This is terrible. 
to now like, well, I guess the things that I kind of really cared about are okay. <laughs> so I don't know. And actually, in all actuality, from what, from what we can see, Digital River being the biggest pain in the balls in the whole Maddie Collector uh, fiasco um, is not going to be involved in anything else. It's now going to be in the hands of Super 7. Now, what I will say on a personal note, um, Super 7, I've had some small issue with Super 7. Um, now, granted, every issue that I've had with them has been resolved and to my satisfaction, but it wasn't always immediate. And sometimes I flat out felt like they were avoiding me. Because Super 7 um, was a very small company. Very small company. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure, like, Brian Flynn here was probably, like, in the back packing orders at times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so the fact that they're going to be handling the production and distribution of what seems to be a major toy line. Now, again, it seems to be a major toy line. Well... I mean, we don't actually know. No, Mattel has never been, and they don't have to, and it's part of their policy. They will never tell us how many units were made. You know what I mean? You know, for all we know, that there are characters that only have you know a couple thousand out there. You know, and in fact, I think that's probably generous. You know, I think that there's probably characters out there that may only have a thousand. You know. Um, because this is this is a, a niche market. It never made it to retail. You know, if if He-Man, I really feel like if He-Man could have made, uh, you know, if they could have made a decent cartoon, at this point a decent cartoon on Netflix, and released the, the figures to the public, you would have had um, a lot of parents bringing their kids to the store and being like, oh my God! You know, mm-hmm. right now, my daughter loves Masters of the Universe. She, well, I don't know where she would get that from. <laughs> me either. She, uh, every day we get in the car and she'll ask, she will request certain impressions from me. She'll go, Daddy, can you be Mickey Mouse? And I'll go, oh, yeah, sure, sure, of course. <laughs> and she'll be like, okay, can you be Goofy? And I'll go, Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want. And then uh, she lets me be Donald, but I don't do a very good Donald. So I just say, um, what does she have me say? I can't remember now. She, it, it, She's very specific when I do my impressions, what the characters should be saying. Um, what does he say? Gosh darn or oh, shark. I don't know. I don't what, think I've ever understood a thing. Um, well, that's, that's what makes it easier for me. It was actually... It was, it was really funny. I'll share this short anecdote. Um, I, I've told her for a really long time that I don't do a Donald Duck. Uh, and then uh, I can't remember. Damn. It's like for gosh sakes or something like that. Um, anyway, I've, I figured out enough just to say the two words that, that are recognizable to her. And when I did it, she went, Dad, you're learning. <laughs> And it was just very darling. Um, but anyway, um, and then she, every day Skeletor, she wants to hear Skeletor talk to her. I know we're like the other day she got the, uh, the 
Happy Meal toy character she was she wanted. She's been excited about getting one of the dogs from the Secret Life of Pets. Um, and, you know, once a week I take her out and we'll get a Happy Meal. And she always wants, she just wants this one. She kept asking, oh, is it going to be Gidget? It's going to be Gidget. It's going to be Gidget. And, and we actually got three of the same guy. Um, and then this last one, we finally got Gidget and, and she was so excited that she wanted to show Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Jack Skellington and Skeletor. (laughs) So all of those people had to tell her that they were surprised (laughs) by what she got. Um, but anyway, to, to the point, and she owns, she owns one of the, uh, the, the, these reaction Skeletors. Because she loves she loves Skeletor, um, and again, you know, obviously I'm a big He-Man nut, and so this is uh, this isn't, you know, the uh, uh, the middle ground here. But I remember when we had our comic shop, how many little kids pressed their faces up against the glass of our window when I had my He-Man display out, and were like, "Dad, look, He-Man." You know, with the advent of uh, of DVDs and Blu-rays, you know, we show our kids what we loved. You know, our parents didn't really have that. You know, they were like, yeah, I, I watched a cartoon and they said it. And you were like, what? <laughs> That's not a thing. You made that up. <laughs> <laughs> I watch all the cartoons and I've never heard of that clutch cargo. You you get the fuck out of here, Dan. Um, and he, he really he couldn't, you know, they couldn't. Be like, no, look, it's right. Look, I'll look it up on YouTube. No, they didn't have that. Um, now we're like, no, you're going to sit down here and you're going to watch this He-Man and you're going to like it. And it turns out that they do. Um, and so, again, if they could release a a mass retail line that was actually aimed at kids, because that was the other thing, is that these are not aimed at children. These are aimed squarely at adults. You know, you have to find that middle ground, um even the the 2000x series um it the the product was aimed at adults and the distribution was aimed at kids it was like here you go adults here are all these characters that you'd probably want to buy if you could find them but no we shipped you guys 10,000 he-man and skeletors and they don't even look like he-man and skeletor it's the variant version <laughs> eat bitch um so again you know like they're they're just all these factors that I just wish they could have gotten a line to retail. Oh, I've knocked out my headphones. So Brian, don't say anything until I plug them back in. So you don't scare the audience. Okay, good. I fixed it. Um, <laughs> I just kept talking. So you couldn't possibly have said, it. <laughs> uh, but um, anyway, I guess obscenely long story short here. Uh, Maddie collector is, is folding up, folding up shop. They're, they're putting the table away. And they're letting somebody else take it over. Um, is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. I think it's or, a good thing. Or at least thing. it's not a bad thing. Let's put it that way. Uh, I, I think at this point we can trust that Super 7 will at least try harder than Mahedi. Right. For right. certain they, things. Super 7 does seem to be legitimate, like, big-time fans. And big, this big isn't time. like having... Uh, Scott Neelick, um run the department. Like we're talking about the company that's putting these toys out. The head of the company and everybody in it loves Masters of the Universe and wants to 
push this line to its fullest, you know, uh, which sounds great to me, you know. Now, what what's really cool, like I said, they they put out that um, that uh, ten minute cartoon, um, which was like like I said, it was okay. Did you you saw some of it, or did you see just the trailer? I just saw the trailer. Trailer. I watched the trailer, and then I watched somebody had like a a cell phone video of they they did a big thing last night um being the wednesday before comic-con um where they they showed it in a parking lot on like a big screen drive-in kind of a thing um except for it was a walk-in christopher um but the 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 only thing that was weird is that they they did they got alan oppenheimer to come back the the episode is very skeletor centric um so it, it's it's basically skeletor beast man and merman are making a potion to paralyze he-man like that that's that's what they're doing when the the show starts uh and they're out of an ingredient and they have to go find it um and along the way they come across the three terrors um which is what the the episode is called and then the rest of the episode is them uh kind of figuring out stuff and and whatnot anyway the episode's okay alan oppenheimer as much as i feel like he is one of the greatest people on the planet um he starts out really strong like i would say his first like three or four lines of skeletor are just dead on exactly skeletor and then he fades he fades into uh like like i don't know if they made him like maybe they forced him to read a script and usually um like i, I know in the 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 time that we saw him he said you know he kind of just made up his own insults as he went um and these these seem a bit more scripted he doesn't call anybody a boob oh as far as i saw and i i could hear it i could hear that he wanted to you know what I mean? Like you, you could hear it in his voice. Like he's just like you, nincompoop. And it's like no, he would have said boob. He would have <laughs> called him a boob right there. I know it. Um, but but regardless of that, um, the Beast Man, the the voice actor they got for Beast Man, obviously they did not get um, John Irwin to come back as He Man, Beast Man, and like the other half of the show. Um, <laughs> I swear it was. It was Alan Oppenheimer, uh, John Irwin, and a, a lady. <laughs> and that, that was it. And then Lou Scheimer would come in and do Orko. That's it. <laughs> but um, the, anyway, the the episode dealt with these characters, the three terrors, and then Skeletor gets <laughs> possessed. Um, and Super 7 put out four figures that were done in the original Masters of the Universe figure line style. Uh, now, as far as I can tell, technically speaking, these are official Mattel He-Man figures. Hmm. You know, Mattel slash Super 7, you know, because Mattel is giving them the rights. And so, technically speaking... My vintage collection isn't complete. <laughs> you oh, know? Well, I mean, um, they're not vintage. Right. They're, they're so not your vintage. vintage collection they're, is complete. They're just vintage styled. 
Um, and they're not, they're not the greatest, but they're not the worst. They're kind of fun. Um, you know, when, when Skeletor gets possessed, he gets kind of wrapped up like a mummy. And so they, uh, um, they, they did it all. Like most of the, the figures that were in like glow in the dark plastic, and so for, for Skeletor's glow-in-the-dark parts were the, the mummy wrappings, and then you could see some blue sticking out. Um, and they, I, in all honesty, they don't look, they look like they're fan-created. They don't look official. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the point here is, is that they, at the very least, went to the trouble of creating bucks for vintage figures. And so my guess is this isn't the last we're going to see of new vintage figures, which is pretty cool. You know, um, if we could get something like the the hover robots, those were, you know, or the robot knights, whatever you want to call them. You know, they've been called many different things, but Skeletor's evil robot-y guys. Um, if we could get vintage style ones of those, I would buy them up, man. Buy them up. Um, but again, this vintage stuff costs a lot of money. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, these three and three quarter inch figures that they're putting out are 15 bucks a pop, which in, you know, this day and age and at my age and, uh, and day. You know, budget level isn't really that bad. You know, I'm actually pretty excited that something I really want is only $15. <laughs> um, but uh, but for what you get, it's like, oh, I'm spending, well, you know, I only have He-Man and Skeletor right now. It's because uh, the thought of, I should have just spent the 60 and got them all. I, I would have felt more more uh, at ease about that, being like, well, I'm buying a, a full wave of something for $60, uh, rather than, oh, now I got to buy the, I got to buy Beastman and Merman, and it's going to be like 30 bucks plus shipping. Oh, <laughs> I might just try and wait and buy the new set and the other two. <laughs> but I'm just worried that they're going to try to get rid of the old stock. I don't know if this is evergreen. I really, that's the thing. We really don't know anything. No. You know, nothing. No, um, we'll, know, we'll know a little bit more by the end of Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hoping that they're ready. Like last year, they were not ready. It was like, hey, like the muscle figures. They're like, they're exclusive for the moment and then we're going to get them online and you can buy them and i was like great but it took like six months i was like oh come on just let me give you money damn it (laughs) you know um and even then that's that's where my my troubles came in is like i ordered um i ordered all four of the the motussel sets um and then two of them were out of stock and they didn't tell you like they just like it showed up and then in the, they didn't even write a note in the uh it, you know on the packing slip it just had two of them crossed off and i was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. i paid for these you don't just cross them off that's not okay <laughs> and i had like i called them and i was on the phone with them and i, I there was getting the runaround i had to call them three or four times before I finally talked to somebody who knew what the hell they were talking about. Um, and, and like I said, it was 
for them, I think maybe it was in kind of flux, you know, mm-hmm. they were, uh, hopefully they were, they were just in flux. Um, and they were kind of becoming a bigger company at that point. Um, like beforehand they like made t-shirts and urban toys, you know what I mean? You know, the kinds of toys where if you sold a couple hundred of them, you're doing pretty damn well, you know, yeah. these you will need to sell thousands, I think to, to make it worth your while to turn the machines on, you know, um, but again, I don't know. I've never worked in, in the toy or production agencies, so I, I can't tell you for certain. But um, Anyway, uh, the fact that the Digital River seems to be on its way out uh, is, is pretty rad. I think that in and of itself is going to be a, you know, just a huge improvement to the process. Right, right. Because yeah. it really is awful. Yeah, it, I mean... There were times when I would be like, hmm, I'm kind of on the fence on on this figure. On the one hand, I think it's cool and I like the character. But on the other hand, I would have to go through Digital River to get this thing. And right. I don't want it so much to be bothered by that. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's you know, like, I, I do think they lost out on sales for me. They, of me they just definitely... being like, my, my desire for this thing does not overrule the amount of trouble I would have to go through just to buy it normally. Well, and, and here's the thing, you know, I'm sure a lot of you out here, you know, have never had to, to deal with this. So, I, you know, filling you in, um, you would go on, on any given um, 16th. I think they usually did it on the 16th of the month, maybe the 15th. On your 16th birthday. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they, there was a, a one day a month when they would open up the sales for these things. And like when it first started, the very first figure they did was Beastman, I think. Because it was weird. I remember it being like, or maybe they did two. Maybe it was Beastman and He-Man. Um, and everybody was like, really? Not Skeletor? But okay, whatever. Um, and I, I got both of them. And I remember at the time it was a struggle. It was like, oh man, I really had to, <laughs> had to pull some strings to get all this extra cash. You know, um, 2008, by the way, when it started. Yeah, that's what I said. 2008. Um, no, you didn't say that. I, I was thinking it though. Good. I believe you then. Um, but, uh, so, uh, I, I got, I got the He-Man and the Beast-Man and, and then it was like, all right. And then it was pretty simple. You know, I actually think that they lasted three or four days up there. Um, because people didn't really know anything about it yet. People were kind of leery, like, uh, I don't know how this is going to be. And then we got them. We got them in our hands. We're like, Oh my God, this is it. This is what I wanted when I was a kid. And I, I, of course that's changed, you know, every single time I get a new iteration, I'm like, this was it. This was what I really wanted. (laughs) I didn't know before when I said that I said the thing, but I was just stupid. Then this is it. Anyway. Um, you know, so they, uh, it kept getting crazier and crazier though. Like the more people got interested, the harder it was because they didn't adjust their numbers. They wanted to sell out and they wanted to sell out fast. And then to fuck us over even more, they would sell out preemptively. They would say, Oh yeah, we're sold out. But then magically all of a sudden, like 
three, four months later, they'd be like, oh, by the way, we found some extra stock. Yeah, they'd Check be, it out. I, I think what they do is they'd be like, all right, we made a thousand of these things. We're going to put up uh, 200 of them for sale, and we're going to keep 800 in case everybody returns theirs four times. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and then like a month later, they'd be like, all right, like three people returned theirs, you know, exchanged them. So I guess we can sell the rest now. So let's sell like another hundred. <laughs> and then they really shot themselves in the foot when they, uh, they, cause they, they always said this line will never be available at retail. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. It's it absolutely it, will never be available at retail. And we were all like, man, that sucks. You should just do it and get it out there and blah, blah, blah. But they said, no, 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 never going to happen. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. And then it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then without, without warning, all of a sudden they started appearing at big lots. Yeah. The, the, and yet, now we're not talking the about, sorry, your shit didn't sell store. Right. We're not talking about the two packs with the DC figures. No, that are still oh. available at Toys R Us. So, occasionally, you'll find one. Not the good ones, though. There's two of them that are worth a ton of money. Um, but uh, yeah, but no, yeah, you're gonna find they, Merman and Aquaman. Right, the Merman Aquaman, or actually, I, I would saw the Zodak Green Lantern pack more often uh, because I hate Zodak, and I'm like, Ugh, why it, did you why did you put the one figure out of Masters of the Universe that I hate? Is it White Zodak? Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, and I was just like, the one that I dislike with my favorite character. So, like, this could have been the best thing ever. A Green Lantern with a Masters of the Universe character. Super cool. But no. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, the... Uh, so, well, I completely lost my train of thought there. They shot themselves in the foot by oh, making yeah. it available so, so they at retail. Sh- Make made them available at retail, and at super discounted prices, no less. They were ten dollars. Like the two pack, the San Diego Comic Con exclusive two pack of Skeletor and Molar was ten bucks. Ten. I have one sitting in the corner in the box because it was ten bucks. I had it loose already. <laughs> But in the box, I've got one and sitting in the corner because guess what else? They're worthless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one That's one of the only figures from this line that is still completely worthless. Uh, most of the other figures rebounded like they did. They had Orco, which was another San Diego Comic-Con exclusive um, that they did for 10 bucks. They had uh, Megator, the, the big 12 inch figure. Um, I think he was maybe 15 or 20 though. Um, but I can't remember. It was, they definitely weren't more than $20 and almost all of them were $10. And then, I mean, you had the crappy ones. Like I know you liked them, but there was that new adventure, that guy that looked like Val Kilmer. Oh yeah. I love that guy. Shot, flip but shot. he wasn't called flip shot because no, he they was called use that anymore. Uh, Icarus. Yeah. Yep. So they had a tons of him. He was, he was a shelf warmer, <laughs> you know, um, but I don't, I don't remember that. Grizzlor, Grizzlor was another one. Um, but like, like I said, most of them have rebounded at this point where they're worth, you know, kind of what they were. Um, but I mean, again, these were expensive toys. So the the thing is, is that even 
when they're worth something, they're not worth what they should be mm-hmm. for how much, how expensive they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know this. The, the, anyway, so they, Mattel opened the vault, the vault and everyone they, was disappointed. They released the demons. I guess when they opened they, the vault. No, they they said part of their uh, their apology slash kick to the nuts was basically them just saying, "Hey guys, so we're gonna sell you a bunch of stuff." <laughs> of them being like, "Hey, remember how your stuff is almost worth something? Not for long." <laughs> Which and, and honestly, I was very afraid because I literally just decided uh, last week. I decided. I said, "Hey, I am going to focus just on the vintage toys now, and I'm going to get rid of ninety percent of my classics collection." I got all the pictures taken. I got them listed up on a bunch of my toy sites, and then this news started hitting, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch." If they release, because I mean, I have some of the the older, rarer pieces, you know, and so there are single pieces in my collection that go for upwards of a hundred dollars, you know. Um, and I was like, no, you can't do this. But they, of course, they can do this. They can do whatever they like. <laughs> Spirits can do whatever they like. Um, and so, luckily for me, uh, nothing, nothing on my sales were were actually available in the vault uh in fact the only thing that i thought was uh worth a damn in the vault was the um what am i trying to say the uh the hover robots little mermaid oh The, (laughs) the hover robots so um they are they're definitely one of my favorites i i was very excited to see them there I, i've wanted that pack for a long time they were an exclusive um they were a convention pack there was something you were only supposed to be able to buy at certain conventions um but they ultimately obviously <laughs> just let them loose there uh and to which they i think are still available if, but not in and that, that's another like what the fuck maddie thing and in maddie's vault um let me look what's available Killing right your now dudes. Um, killing your dudes. Yeah, I'm in your vault, killing your dudes. I don't get your references. Um, video games, pet. Video games. Video games. Video games. The only two characters sold out were the club exclusive too bad figure, which again I don't even know why they had any stock left of that. He was a club exclusive. They knew exactly how many to make. Um. And then the Hover Robots 3-pack, again, uh, sold out. Everything else in the store, I personally think, are really easy passes, um, either because they're so expensive or they're just kind of worthless. Like, I don't understand Gwildor, fucking Gwildor, the the little guy from the movie. I would have bought him, except for, for whatever reason, he's $37. It's like he he would be worth it at 19 bucks, you know, and that's the other thing I want to I want to stress to people. This store is only going to be open until the end of the year. I can guarantee you the closer it gets to the end of the year, the less expensive all of this shit is going to become 
So don't be, you know, too overeager unless it's something that you really want. Um, you know, don't don't go after it too hard. That's that's all there. And I mean, there, see, the other thing is there's a lot of stuff that is not part of the vault uh, that is still available. Uh, and basically all that means is that that stuff doesn't get free shipping. Oh, that sucks. You know, like um, I was I was thinking about the Wind Raider because I, I really like the vehicle. You know, they, they do. They did a really good job, eh, but it's 50 bucks. I was like, eh, maybe if it's on sale and free shipping, that's a good deal. It's like, nope, it's neither. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's just it's weird. Um it's just weird. I don't. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, they're just so weird. So anyway, Maddie Collector. It's only. It can only be weird for <laughs> another couple of months, and then uh, then it gets taken over by somebody else. Who hopefully, cross your fingers and your toes and any other appendages that you're able to. You lucky devil, and. Uh, <laughs> you know, that it, it, this turns out well for everybody, you know, maybe, uh, the, uh, the costs will come down or the quality will go up or maybe nothing will change. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. I wonder if they're going to push subscriptions still, you know, these are, uh, these are things that I wonder, (laughs) um, It'll it'll be interesting to see how Super Seven handles themselves. Uh, oh, good! They still have a Green Lantern movie gallery up on Maddie Collector. <laughs> uh, I hope someone archives that website. <laughs> there's just three figures in it, so don't worry. <laughs> it's totally useless. Also, James Cameron's Avatar and Voltron Classics. Ultron Classics. Really? Those are still around. Still, huh? still up for you to say to see that they are not available for purchase any longer. <laughs> well, that that is good because I intend to sell mine very soon. Good. good. <laughs> if they're putting them back up for sale, I'd be very upset. <laughs> Just wait. Just you wait. Um so yeah, that that was that was like I I you know, a lot, a lot of people were talking like I said since they didn't have a a panel you know, everybody's like, oh, what's going on? There used to be an Ask Maddie thing that happened every month. And abruptly, that just went away. Um, again, they, they were going through um, project managers like crazy. Like, like they had Scott Neelick for the bulk of the line. So much so that if you have the, uh, the Attorney and Guards two-pack, one of the extra heads is Scott Neelick. Um, so that, that's how involved he was. Um, and so he went away, uh, I feel like early this year or late last year. I I feel like it hasn't been that long. Um, and then, uh, there was a, a lady who we never really, I feel like got to be introduced to, but she posted as Skeletor's love child. Hmm. Um, and she was there for a little while, and then she went away. And then the current team was pretty damn forthcoming. You know, whoever it was that was handling things, um, 
they put a lot of our our minds at ease because we could say, hey, what the hell? What's going on with this? And they'd be like, yeah, that got fucked up. (laughs) You know, there wasn't a lot of dancing around it. It was like, yeah, well, things happen. It's a toy. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, you know, lately we've been getting kind of some some more humor latent emails, you know, like Skeletor was delayed, I think, maybe a week um which is nothing i i don't even care um but uh you know it was like uh the evil lord of destruction refuses to ship out uh until next week <laughs> please once you have him in your hands give him what for or something you know real silly like that um you know i don't know like i said i, I liked the the current staff they they seemed nice they seemed like they had their uh oh you know, game faces on and ready to go. But apparently they were ready to go. (laughs) Hmm, Apparently. You just wonder, you know, I wonder how much of this was told to people. Like, I wonder if Scott left originally because they were like, yeah, we're going to leave. We're going to, we're going to cut this out. And he was like, oh, well, then I have no reason to hang out here anymore. Yeah. You know, Uh, or not. Or maybe it was like, you know, a week and a half ago, they were like, you know what? Let's just not even go to San Diego Comic Con. Let's, you know what? Just, just, I don't know why we're doing this anymore. <laughs> just, well, just, just rain it in. We're done. Uh, I hate to interrupt you, but my daughter is scared of the thunderstorm now. So I'm going oh, right. to go ahead and put an end to this uh, show and go see if I can calm her down. Yeah, that's a good idea. But, uh, guys, Jibcast.tv. So, yeah. You know the drill. We'll that's talk to you later. Good night, everybody. <laughs>